Well, hello there, everybody. Here we are after Bros and Hoes Week 1 of Fantasy Football. We are off to a great start this year in our Fantasy Football League. I'm Jay Moore. I'm one of the managers of the Jay Bronies, and I am also here to give you a rundown and an update on all of the excitement and action that happened over the past week with Fantasy Football. So let's start off by taking a look at the matchups that we had during Week 1, beginning with my own matchup, the Jay Bronies playing against the Honold Wraiths. Now, the Honold Wraiths, that's an interesting team because that is a ghost-managed team. It actually belongs to Justin Honold, but is completely run by Todd Reed. Now, how they're figuring this out and arranging things between the two of them, I will not say. I don't know what kind of uh, payment arrangement they've got, if you know what I mean. But Justin and Todd are two people against one person. I think that's why I lost 102 points to 87 points. How did I lose by this much, especially when we take a look at uh, the Honold Wraiths and their quarterback, Lamar Jackson, who scored a measly six points during week one in a 25 to nine uh, victory against Houston. But uh, Lamar only had 169 passing yards and 38 rushing yards, had no touchdowns through the air and lost a fumble, which gave him a final score of six points. You know, Even my terrible quarterback, Jordan Fields, the Chicago Bears quarterback who lost to Green Bay by a score of 20 to 38, outscored Lamar Jackson this week by 14 to 6, and yet I still managed to lose the game 87 to 102. So the Honold Wraiths were really driven behind the the great performance of their star wide receiver, uh, Stefan Diggs. Uh, Stefan Diggs is uh, the number one receiver on their team and scored 21 points with 102 receptions. 102 reception yards and a reception touchdown, and a total of 10 receptions. That 21 points is pretty nice. Across the board, the Honold Wraiths had uh, pretty good scores with Nick Chubb getting 14 points, Travis Edian getting 17.5 with the Jacksonville Jaguars. The San Francisco defense clocking in a pretty solid performance with 13 points, five sacks, two interceptions, um, only uh, seven points allowed as they played Pittsburgh. And my poor team was just outdone. The star of my team was Christian McCaffrey, who had a great performance, 152 rushing yards, a rushing touchdown, and three receptions, 23 and a half points, but it just wasn't enough to help overcome the Honold Wraiths. So uh, let's go ahead and take a look at uh, the next game from last week. We're going to take a look at the Nifty Swifties versus the Libby's Garden Hose. Now, this was a game that really came down to the wire on Monday. That game was still going on, and it looked as if uh, both teams might win. We were all watching as the percentage chances flipped back and forth between 49 to 51 on either side. But in the end, Libby's hoes were victorious, uh, coming in with 118.5 points, beating out those Swifties 118.5 to 114. Who were the key players on these teams? Well, I think that uh, Sarah was really hoping that the Nifty Swifties were going to be carried by the great performance from her star running back, uh, Mr. Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones had 25 points on the day with 86 reception yards, one rushing touchdown, and a receiving touchdown. So the, the rare double touchdown performance by by that. Now, that's that's a great performance considering that Jones was only projected to score 13 points on the week. But uh, Green Bay just dominated the, uh, the Bears during week one, 38 to 20 in Chicago and really carried on the back of Jones and by their entire team. Uh, Sarah also had a great performance from her running back, um, Tony Pollard of the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Pollard was projected to get 13.85 points and got 21. 
Over on the Libby's Garden Hose side, Trevor Lawrence clocked a pretty solid performance with 18 points, 241 passing yards, and two passing touchdowns. I think that Trevor Lawrence is definitely one to keep an eye on this year. I think he's going to have a breakout year, and we're going to see that that quarterback is going to be one of the best performers in the league. Uh, Libby also managed to get a great performance from Austin Eckler, the running back from the Los Angeles Chargers, with 117 rushing yards, one rushing touchdown, and 47 receiving yards. And a great performance from Ridley on the uh, on on the Jacksonville team as well. So Trevor Lawrence passing to Calvin Ridley. Um, I think that's his name, Calvin. I actually uh, need to look that up here real quick. Yep, Calvin, Calvin Ridley. So Lawrence to Ridley. Ridley with 101 receiving yards and a touchdown, total of eight receptions. Just a solid all-around performance by Libby's team. Looks like uh, Libby's going to have a great season in her first season of fantasy football. Now we move to a couple of games that weren't nearly as exciting or close. Uh, first of all, we're going to take a look at 7th Level Dwarf, the team that's run by Jeff Hyatt, against the Eye of Jansen, Marshall Jansen's beholder-laden team. Now, Marshall was able to pick up Patrick Mahomes in the draft. Jeff actually had the first pick in the draft, but he uh, manipulated his draft table so that he did not get Patrick Mahomes with his first pick. Um, how did that work out for him? Not so well. Maybe Jeff should have left that alone and let the Yahoo AI take advantage of what it was doing. Patrick Mahomes managed to get 20 points for Kansas City, even though he had what I think was a terrible game for the Chiefs. 226 passing yards, two passing touchdowns, 45 rushing yards, yet the Chiefs still fell to the lowly Detroit Lions, who, you know, that Lions defense just had a, a great game. And Jeff was not helped by the fact that Mahomes was passing to a couple of pretty bad receivers, including Sky Moore. Uh, Sky Moore was one of Jeff's receivers this week, and Sky Moore got a total of zero points. That's right, the big goose egg. No receptions, no yards, no touchdowns, nothing. That pretty much sums up the performance for the Chiefs for the week. Uh, Jeff was not helped by Derrick Henry, who normally has a great game. 12 points only this week. Only seven points from the Kansas City running back, Isaiah Pacheco. Jeff clocked in a total of only 70 points. In the meantime, Marshall's team with Mahomes at 20, uh, and uh, Rashonde uh, Stevenson with 11 points, the Washington defense with 11 points, and even Marshall's kicker had a great game. Sanders with the Miami Dolphins in a 36-34 win over the Chargers got 14 points. So that final score was 102.5 to 70. Jeff's team is going to have to really pick up things uh, in week two. It doesn't look like things are going to get a whole lot better for him, but uh, we'll, we'll get into next week's matchups here in a moment. And finally, the blowout of the week. Jeff's Wildcats against Mark's Majestic Team. Mark really doing a great job naming his team, just taking the default name for the team um, here in this uh, Yahoo League. Jeff's Wildcats getting a lowly 60 points, 59.5. Now, that's a pretty bad score, and I'd say that the main reason for that bad score was because of uh, Josh Burrow's terrible game in Cincinnati, a 24-3 loss against the Cleveland Browns. Burrow ended up with only 82 passing yards and no touchdowns, a total number of points, three. In the meantime, Mark's majestic team got 20 points with 228 passing yards, a rushing touchdown, and a passing touchdown. That was from uh, Josh Herbert over on the LA Chargers. I think that's another player that we're going to really have to take a look at and really watch. But Mark also had some astounding performances from a couple of his other players. First of all, Tyreek Hill, the former Kansas City Chief, now in Miami in his second year, got 215 receiving yards, two receiving touchdowns, and a total of 11 receptions in a 36-34 to 34 just smoke show of a game. 38.5 total points for Tyreek Hill. 
That was the uh, highest scoring player of the week for any of the players on our fantasy team. So Tyreek Hill gets the prize this week playing for Mark. Mark didn't even need that many points because his Dallas defense also just gave a whipping to the New York Giants, a 40 to nothing drubbing with a 37 point performance by the Dallas defense. The Dallas defense had two touchdowns, a reception, uh, interception return for a touchdown and a fumble recovery for a touchdown, seven sacks and had the shutout giving the Dallas defense 37 points. Now, those of you new to fantasy football, don't get used to that. A 37 point performance from a defense is not something that you're going to see every week. But Mark saw it this week, and the final score there was 141.5 to 59.5. So that was last week's games. Now let's turn our eyes to next week's games and see what uh, is in store for us during week two. So first of all, we're going to go back to my team. I'm the Jay Bronies, and I'll be playing against Jeff Hyatt's hapless seventh-level dwarf. Got uh, Jordan Fields, Chicago quarterback, hoping that he makes a bounce back this week as he's playing down in Tampa Bay. Uh, He's projected to get 18 points, and I'll certainly be keeping an eye on him. Christian McCaffrey is looking good this week against the Raiders. He's going to have a a good performance down there. I do have the Buffalo defense who's playing against Las Vegas. Las Vegas, a pretty terrible team, and so hopefully they'll pick up some points. But Yahoo only projecting them to get eight. In the meantime, over on the seventh level dwarf side, uh, looks like Jalen Hurts, Philadelphia quarterback is going to be the star for Jeff's team, uh, projected to get 22 points in a Thursday night matchup against Minnesota. So don't forget that. That is a Philadelphia versus Minnesota game on Thursday night. So all of you with players in either Philadelphia or Minnesota are going to want to take a look at that. We'll also be watching Derrick Henry to see how he does against the Chargers on Jeff's team. And we'll be looking at that Green Bay defense to find out if things go any better for him. We'll see if Jeff starts Sky Moore again, or if he's going to give up on Sky Moore and move over to one of his other receivers. And we'll also take a look and see if uh, Isaiah Pacheco is in Jeff's starting lineup by Sunday morning. Right now, Yahoo is projecting my team, the Jay Bronies, to win with 107 points and Jeff's team to soundly lose with only 86 points, making him a 29% underdog. But uh, we all know how that can go once Sunday comes, so we'll see how it goes this next week. Sarah's Nifty Swifties are going to be playing against Mark's Majestic team. Now, remember, Mark had that amazing performance this past week with the Dallas defense, with Tyreek Hill, and with others. We're going to see if he can repeat that performance. Tyreek Hill with Miami goes up against New England, but it is projected to rain. We all know that uh, rainy forecasts mean that wide receivers sometimes struggle a bit. And Dallas goes to New York Jets. The Jets are fresh off of their victory against the um, fresh off of their victory without Aaron Rodgers. Uh, they lost Aaron Rodgers in the fourth play of the game and will not have him for the rest of the season. Um, Sarah is currently projected to only get 99 points to Mark's 101 points. That's going to be a real humdinger of a game. She has Josh, Josh Allen as the Buffalo quarterback. They're playing again against Las Vegas. Um, that, that game is going to be pretty great. We'll be watching that on Sunday morning. Um, she's also got uh, Debo Samuel the San Francisco wide receiver that's playing against the Rams. San Francisco off to a very good start so far this year. So we're going to take a look at that next week as it comes up. Libby's team is facing off against the Eye of Jansen, where she is projected to be a 55% favorite uh, by Yahoo. She's looking at Trevor Lawrence playing against Kansas City. Now that is going to be a great matchup to watch because Lawrence is playing against Mahomes and Mahomes happens to be Marshall's quarterback. So this is a direct quarterback to quarterback matchup. And even though in uh, this house we root for the Chiefs, I also have Trevor Lawrence in my other fantasy league. And so my my loyalties are going to be pretty divided here. I might be having to root a little bit for Trevor Lawrence, but 
As far as I'm concerned, I want both quarterbacks to do really, really well. Jansen's also got uh, St. Brown, who is playing against Seattle. I think he's going to have a great performance this week. Um, and the uh, uh, final player to really take a look at for for Marshall's team is James Conner. Now, James Conner is not a name that we see a lot. This is the running back for the Arizona Cardinals. So we'll see how Conner does. Um, I did notice also that Marshall had slotted in a couple of players from the Jets and uh, was considering using the uh, Jets running back. Um, that would be Hall. Hall on the Jets since Aaron Rodgers went down. Marshall's thinking is maybe Hall and the running backs on the Detroit Lions team will have a pretty good game. On the other side of the ball, Libby's got Trevor Lawrence. We mentioned that already. Hopefully we see Mark Andrews, the, t- the great, great tight end from Baltimore, come back. He was hurt during week one, so he didn't help anybody out. But uh, we'll see him. And Libby also has the but- uh, has Harrison Butker, who's the Kansas City kicker. So she'll be rooting for Trevor Lawrence to beat the Chiefs, but for Harrison Bucker to make a lot of field goals. So we'll be looking for that game. Again, final score on that game, Libby is projected to get 102 points, Marshall at 98. Final game for this week is Jeff's Wildcats going up against the Honnold Wraiths. Will the Ghost team be able to do it again? Currently, this is the closest matchup of the week with the Wildcats projected at 53%. Favorites, 105 projected points against Honnold's 102 projected points. We'll be watching Burrow to see how he does against Baltimore. We'll be watching C.D. Lamb to see how he does against that Jets defense that had such a great game this past week. And I know that uh, Jeff will also be keeping a close eye on his wide receiver, Devontae Adams. Uh, Devontae Adams is questionable for the week, but projected to get 13 points. So I know Jeff is really hoping that he's going to pull it out and be able to play. In the meantime, on the other side of the ball, Todd and or Justin are looking at Lamar Jackson as they play against Cincinnati. They're looking at Stefan Diggs, the wide receiver for Buffalo. Um, They're looking at Nick Chubb, the running back for Cleveland. All these players are projected to have pretty great games. And uh, most of those games are going to happen on on Sunday, but there are a couple that are going to wrap up on Monday also. So that's kind of how things are looking for week two in the Hose and Bros League. Hope you guys have enjoyed this little recap and rundown and look at how next week is going to go. We will talk to you next week on the Hose and Bros podcast, hosted by me, your commissioner and owner of the Jay Bronies, Jay Moore. See you guys next week. Have a great week. Enjoy some football.